Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and making his return to Kind of Funny Games Daily, his very first time here live in the spare bedroom. It's the one and only Fran Mirabella the third. Get hyped, baby. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be back. I think we haven't hosted since the pandemic. I oh, hosted yeah. on cam with like blessing and uh I don't know if anybody I, else, but it's Janet, been a while. I think you did a show with Janet at some no, point. I have not no, yet. wow. Not. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while, but but you're here now. I'm excited. And yeah, I haven't done something with you in in years <laughs> at yeah. this point. Definitely not in person. Yeah. You came by the studio launch party and I think you were on stuff, but that was like late night. Um, that you yeah, were we there. like, I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. That, that all that night's a blur for everyone. I hundred percent, but a very good blur, <laughs> a very, very, very good blur, but I'm very excited to have you back here on the show. Thank you. Um, what have you been up to? Still tons of Twitch streaming, Twitch TV slash FM three. Of course. Underscore. I hate when you guys say the underscore, like it, like I want it to it's be important. there. Yeah. It's but I, is it just search for FM three? You'll find it. Well, I mean, I get that that's what you want. I know. That's what know. I want. Yeah. It's like Nick underscore Scarpino. Yeah. It's like, it's an embarrassment, baby, honestly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, tons of Twitch streaming, but you know me. I just love playing games. I love talking about them. Um, but I predominantly am always doing that live. Um, so if you ever want to pop on by at after 9 or 10 p.m. Yeah, Pacific exactly. time, usually. The opposite of kind of funny hours. Exactly. Of hours, so it's perfect. Yeah, right, there used to be a, a, a time in the pandemic where I was uh, streaming uh, as well, but like in the evening time. And whenever I'd wrap up, Fran was the only one who'd still be streaming. So I'd, I would raid Fran a lot. That's my strategy. That's the strategy. Yeah. Where there's exactly. nobody else in the there's desert. Fran. <laughs> I am the oasis. Always be there. <laughs> I love it so damn much, Fran. Uh, also, you're joining us later today on uh, PS I Love You. Um, you guys are going to be talking about uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. You want to give a, just a, a, the tweet version preview of where you're at with this? I'm going to have a lot to say about the campaign and my expectations because I think that's what they set it up to be from a marketing perspective. Like, look at this bombastic Star Wars meets Marvel. And I think there's been a lot of talk on what that really is according to what Destiny's been. So anyway, tune in if you want to hear the skinny. There you, you want the skinny, you know you where skinny. to be, of course. Uh, today's stories include Wolong Final, Fallen Dynasty Review Roundup, uh, some Mario Day information, some Pokemon stuff. I'm going to be honest. This is a very, very, very slow news day, but me and Fran are going to have fun with it. We're going to have fun with you live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. But if you don't if you aren't able to watch live, that's okay. You can watch later on YouTube or roosterteeth.com. And if you just want to listen, guess what? Search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we'll be right there for you. But if you wanted to get the show ad-free and you wanted a bevy of bonus content, patreon.com slash kindoffunny. If you go there, you get to do all of that. You get to be a Patreon producer just like Delaney Twining. We appreciate you so very much. Uh, and if you don't have a buck to toss our way, that's cool. When you're out there on the Epic Game Store buying video games, use our promo code kindoffunny, and at no extra cost to you, we get 
benefits. We get money. It's fantastic. So thank you for that so much. A little housekeeping for you. Over on Patreon, uh, we have a brand new heated episode of Kind of Feudy, an episode of The Shit List where Bless and I react to IGN's top 10 fighting games and a good episode that we we learned a lot on that episode together uh, and there's also an upcoming episode of kind of funny next gen podcast where uh barrett blessing and roger detail a crazy night out so if you want all of that patreon.com slash kind of funny and of course there's the new episode of the blessing show have you seen this yet friend i've seen some of it i mean astounding job it is i so have watched the full episode but i was like wow you guys killed it on this and an awesome topic and blessing's just been killing it across absolutely the incredible if you haven't seen it yet please go check it out there's a little preview yeah yeah just, just a little bit for you. Uh, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, today we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Story number one, Wolong Fallen Dynasty reviews are in. Um, it's getting a lot of eights. Currently, yeah, Brand. Um, before we get in, into the, the thoughts, there well, we have our review up right now. The kind of funny X cast. Um, Barrett, did you run that yesterday? Or was that Kev? I did run that yesterday. Uh, what do you have any? What what was the impression that you I, got I, from I, them? I think it was something that uh, all three uh, of the people on the show enjoyed. It was Mike Blessing and Andy on that show. Um, I don't know if they were head over heels for it, but they had a lot of uh, good conversations about what really worked for them, what didn't work for them, uh, and all that stuff. So definitely check out the, that episode of Xcast. Did um, anybody actually give it a review on the kind of funny scale? All three of them uh, gave oh, a oh. review, and they were all kind of. Uh, in a very similar spot of being in between two scores. So again, I would uh, check out the the review over there to kind of see how, what was pulling them in different directions. All right. You can check that out. It's currently sitting at an 81 on Metacritic. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's get into a little bit of what people thought. IGN's Mitchell Saltzman gave it an 8 out of 10, saying, Wolong Fallen Dynasty's combat plays very differently from Team Ninja's own Neo games. More in the mold of Sekiro than Dark Souls, and yet it manages to excel and falter in just about the same areas. When it comes to the clashing of melee weapons, Wolong's among the best in the genre, full stop. Its action is fast and thrilling. The options for taking down its ferocious enemies are many and immensely rewarding to master, and its deflection-heavy er, combat is one of the most satisfying since Sekiro. All of those strengths outweigh an overbearing loot system, poor storytelling, and even a disappointing lack of variety in enemies. If not for that, Wolong might have been one of Team Ninja's greatest achievements. As it is, it's simply a great one. Then GameSpot's... Uh, Richard Wakeling gives it an 8 out of 10, saying, Unfortunately, the game suffers from a few technical issues. Stuttering and slowdown are both frequent annoyances on PC, where poor optimization ensures that altering the settings does little to alleviate these problems. I never enc encountered a situation where this hampered my ability to defeat enemies, so timing deflections wasn't affected by it, but it's still disappointing that another PC release is launching in such a haphazard state. It should be noted that someone else playing the game on PS5 didn't encounter the same issues, so it's likely these problems are confined to PC. The fact that Wolong's demo features the first two levels and carries your save over to the full game is a boon for those who might otherwise be put off. It gives you the opportunity to challenge the first boss for yourself and find out whether it's the barrier to entry I imagine it will be for many players. If you can defeat Zhang Lang, Long, uh, the game that follows is a thrilling yet approachable addition to the Souls-like genre. Its parry-based combat is frequently stellar, and Team Ninja has made a number of smart changes to keep Wolong feeling fresh, even if there's always a tinge of familiarity. It has issues, but 
If you are craving a fast-paced action RPG built on satisfying combat, Wolong ticks most of the right boxes. And then uh, Polygon's Ki-Hun Chan recommends it, saying the parry maneuver is a microcosm for Wolong's high-risk, high-reward ethos. This is a game equally concerned with immersing you in the breath-stopping flow state of a prolonged duel and tossing you into detailed and dangerous mythical worlds set around the Three Kingdoms saga. Fran, Yo. you've been playing this. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I got to check out the previous demo so i definitely have experience with it um for the record i never uh was able to get into neo which is definitely inspired from as this mentioned i've played sekiro through new game plus so definitely have the right background here um but anyway with that being said i really liked what i played with um well long so it doesn't surprise me that it's getting eights and i just want to remind you know like we're sharing both like some of the some of the things that kind of stood out as could have been a little better but it's an eight Oh, yeah. um, and I just want to stress that because I'm tired of people looking at sixes and sevens and eights and it's like, dude, what a mid game. Like, this game sucks. Like, I'm so tired of the narrative um, that even games that get eights, like, oh, I don't know about this one. Should I wait till it's on sale? No, not if you want more games like this. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> different, different. Go off, Fred. I love it. But I'll pop off on that. But um, that being said, Wolong is an intense build heavy game i think the people that are going to like it the most are not just like someone who wants like call it a kind of casual but cool action game that's in that ninja style because it's it's got a lot of complexity and it's all about creating these different builds based on what little i played and it wouldn't surprise anybody who's played neo so i think if you're into that type of stuff and that's what elden ring was about in, in a lot of ways although elden ring's discovery was absolutely incredible and i think anybody can enjoy that but um yeah, I mean, I, I think you shouldn't be surprised it's performing well in the reviews, and you should definitely check it out if you like action RPGs. Yeah, and it's Game Pass as well, right? So, can, can't am, even keep track. Am I right about that, Barrett? Yeah, I pretty believe sure. So yes. Yeah, so it's like again, there's there's a demo, and then uh, game, yeah, it is Game Pass. So that's that's great for people out there um, that have the Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, so you were saying you never got into Neo. Why is that? It's just you didn't, you I, haven't tried yet? Purely time. I okay. actually did try the first Neo and I know that I would like Neo too, but again, when I play games like that, just for uh, comparison, I mean, I did play Elden Ring for over 400 hours. So hours. <laughs> I didn't plan on it though, you know, but man, when I get into <laughs> a game, I want to just, it's like when you enjoy a really good, you know, seven course meal. Like, you're just going to stuff yourself. If I, if I had a nickel for every time, I'd be just enjoying a good seven-course meal. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I haven't done that recently. But, like, that's a, it's a, it's a saying, all right? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I want to just savor so much of it. Unfortunately, that's a downside of the way I play games. Like, it is very hard for me to, like, plow through a game before the show. Like I mentioned, Forspoken, for example. And, like, I'm not going to go off on, on that. But I actually really thought it had some redeeming qualities. Like what? I, Man, the, the parkour, the speed at which you run across that massive world is actually really incredible. But more than that, this real-time magic system they put in that and the particle effects and everything, it's, like, really cool. But you really have to become a master of just, like, like casting all this stuff in real time. You have access to something like over 30 spells at all times that, like, cool down on their own. You can do cool stuff, but the, the combat itself was, like, waves of mutant alligators sometimes. And, like... There's moments where that shines and other moments where it doesn't. But my point here was, I thought, okay, I'll just get through this in like 30 hours because I want to be informed on the game. Mm -hmm. But as it turns out for me, it's probably a, a 6.5-ish to 7-ish type game, much like Anthem was, you may remember, the of Franthem. Course. 
The Frantham baby. And again, redeeming qualities. I had, <laughs> yeah, I had to know that. Um, and so I really went to depth with it. So to this point, like if I touch Neo 2 or any, my backlog is awful because of these reasons and playing games like Destiny and wanting to be in games like Apex or Warzone. <laughs> so you got to choose your battles is the point. So yeah, for sure. I know I'd like Neo 2 though. Um, so are you excited to, to play more of Wolong? Oh, yeah. And, and having this exact struggle, it's like, well, Destiny Lightfall just came out. We'll see if I if I sink into the depths at all with that one. But actually, I've been playing Destiny over nine years, and, like, I get it. So uh, it's nice to dip in and out of it. I'm a much more mm. – I'm just a lot better with that. Um, but I'm not going to name – there's some shameful backlog problems that I have. Oh, right I'm now. sure. So sure. technically, I need to focus on those before I touch um, Wolong. But I'm definitely going to play a little bit. You know, friend, I got you here, and I think that it's actually kind of cool that uh, that you're here this week specifically. Perfect summary. Uh, because <laughs> got you here, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, God, everybody. You know what I mean? So we're we're here. We're talking about reviews, and you you're like even in, in this conversation, you brought up multiple aspects about reviews and yeah. how people read reviews, take reviews, yes. all, all that stuff, consuming it, and how that's changed over the years. So a couple weeks ago, Metroid Prime Remastered dropped, Ooh right? Yeah, and you reviewed Metroid Prime on the GameCube for IGN. Like you actually reviewed it. Did I? I thought that was like my uncle Fran. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Fran. Uncle Fran <laughs> yeah, did that. No, like the yeah. distant relative. Like how how wild is that, man? That like it legitimately twenty years later, twenty one years later, after reviewing Metroid Prime on the GameCube at IGN, there's a remaster coming out, and have you played it? Yeah. yeah, I've played um, probably a good three hours or so. But, like, you know, thankfully I've beaten that game multiple times. I'm like, I definitely want to spend my time on this. It was joyful to go back and see it. It was way more remastered than I thought, actually. At first mm -hmm. glance, in your mind's eye, you know, yeah, that That's game, it, was. it ran in 480p. It looked so good back then. And, you know, I didn't, like, and knowing as much as I do about gaming and graphics, I just watched the, you know, the reveal, and I was like, yeah, looks like they really just kind of polished it up. It looks nice. And then I realized that was a foolish take they remastered, like, every room. All the polygonal details been up. The textures have been changed. And, like, it's not like it's, you know, um, a 1080p brand-new remake, like a Demon's Souls, right, uh, on PlayStation 5. But it's it's definitely did an awesome job. So um, if the question was, was it more about what was it like experiencing this cycle of, like, a masterful game coming back or more about what I think of it? I just want to talk about oh, yeah. Prime with it, you, man. I do want to give a shout-out to Tundra Boy in the chat who says that was FM2. That was FM2, exactly. Which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but, but, so what score did you give Metroid Prime back in 2002? A 9.8. 9.8 yeah. out and, of 10. And I had to go back because, uh, and I tweeted about this, I was like, yeah, like some people probably wonder, like, why did I not, not give it a 10? You know, it's always conversation. One, long discussion. I actually, there's a thread with Dan Stapleton, you know, the IGN reviews editor. He's been doing that for a long time now. And I got in a little tussle with them but a good one a, a good yeah. conversation they have a lot of tens now folks they just did like the top 25 it may not be 25 but the top 25 tens of 2022 and like that idea back then and it's not because you were like withholding but um when you gave a score above like i'd say like from the way i described it above like a 9.3 above a 9.4 it started like it definitely there was this curve of achievement um and it was never written down but I feel like many people would agree that it was like kind of known. It was very hard to I break a 9.5. So I yeah. know. So anyway, gave it a 9.8. And if you if you want to know why, I'd have to go back and play it again and be in that time. But I did read my review, and I saw a couple things about, yeah, the controls. But more than that, actually, some of the bosses, which kind of tired me down. And maybe they just felt a little cheap at times. And I'm like, yeah, like it could have been masterful. 
perfectly i mean i don't want to use the word perfect yeah, yeah, you yeah. saw myself but exactly uh and you get my point right there was a few things but 9.8 is incredible and we need to stop whether it's a 10 now or it was a 9.8 then it's basically the same level of like this game's freaking amazing absolutely play. yeah and it's a 10 now because they re- now the remastered got on their review. scale <laughs> you know i don't review on their scale so you know sure that's what they gave it but. yeah i love it man i'm having a blast replaying through it i actually did go back and read your, Dude, yeah, your review you, just did, just for like nostalgia's sake yeah but, i don't like, know if there's time you tell me but like I'm did you it. uh you know, play it back then or when oh, did yeah. you ever play? Okay. Oh, yeah. And then what was one, it like man. for you, you know, go like before and now? I, I everything did you love you, it then and you yeah, love it now? Yes, absolutely. Loved it then. Um, love it even more now. I feel like uh, it is just such an impressive example of what it actually means to to be a classic game. And when we, we see these moments of just ridiculous innovation and it's so rare. And I can't believe that in the same year, we're going to get Metroid Prime Remastered and Resident Evil 4 yeah. remake because those are such great examples of the GameCube like changing the game for how games can be oh, and are, man. you know? Yeah. So yeah, we're about funny. to eat, man. I just thought about that too, actually. I did review Resident Evil 4, however, oh, wow. for PlayStation 2 a mm. year later. Mm. And I really wanted to, but I think Matt Casmussina had taken call it the review at the time. And I was like, so jealous. But like, of course, he was the editor-in-chief and all that at the time. But man, I did get to review that too. And I gave it a very high nine of some kind. I don't remember. Have you ever given a 10? No, no. Um, the closest we came was Majora's Mask. Um, but I was nine. very young in my career. I feel like I read back through that review and I was like, oof. Well, not a bad review or anything, but it just like could have been much better organized. What did you give it a 9.9? 9.9. Yeah. Nine. Yeah, wow. yeah, I know. Yeah. And everyone, oh, I can't believe you didn't give it a 10. I love you. I love it so much, Fred. <laughs> that's like the coolest thing about you. Just, you just won't do it. And that's great. I love this. Ocarina's Time got a 10, man. Majora's Mask. Not for there though. it is. Barrett, man, look how good he is. So, what was the first game you reviewed? Um, the dude, the first game I reviewed, I actually couldn't tell you. I should remember this. I feel like it was like one that's very memorable was like this weird. It was like either a Hercules like THQ game, or it was not good. What and What I, are some of the like the Metroid Prime Majora's Mask type like highlights? Of like, big, yo, the what are the big ones that Fran Mirabella the Third reviewed? I know you're gonna laugh at this, Tim. Pokemon Puzzle. Oh, dude, and I, you no, know I how many times have I brought that up? Have you played it on a uh, on the Switch Online? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Dude, I mean, it, it's there. And let me tell you, Brad, oh, there was a weekend a couple months you just ago. Got sucked in. That's all I did. Game I just like just played through the the everything you, that game had to offer. It's so, so good. good. All right, yeah. I found it. You found what? I found at least from the back end of IGN <laughs> of what your very first review is, at least on record. Oh. Oh, because you click on my name and like yeah, sort. And, and then like uh yeah, you can go under reviews and stuff. And I, I scrolled all the way down. September fifth. 2000. Actually, that's about right. Turok 3, Shadow of Oblivion. Oh, I reviewed Turok 3? <laughs> no way. Dude, and I gotta go back. that was Rat Attack, September 13th, 2000. Rat Attack. Rat Attack. Don't remember that at all. I don't remember that. The, by the way, the Hercules game, I might have just done a preview. It might not even been Hercules, but what I do remember about it, Tim, the, the birds, the crows or whatever, they basically, I think they stole the sound from uh, the Zelda birds or whatever. I just stuck out, and I remember writing that. I was like, uh, I don't know if they like licensed the same thing or they stole this, but that's anyway. So funny, man. Very I long love time it, ago. Man. We gotta we gotta get you on a games cast at some point and just do an entire deep dive into 
your old reviews. Yeah, and we just can like, talk just reviews, so cool. yeah. philosophy, and old reviews. Dude, it'd be awesome. I, I just I love it, man. I'm so fascinated Thank by you. that. Uh, but moving on to story number two. Rat attack. <laughs> what is can you give me rat yeah, attack footage, man? Get some gameplay of that, dude. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I need to know what he gave it to. I need to know all the answers to this. Uh, but while you pull that up, story number two, Dead by Daylight horror movie coming from Bloomhouse. This comes from Atomic Monster and Behavior Interactive uh, from Brent Lang at Variety. Uh, Dead by Daylight is coming to Hollywood. Pause the story. We are looking at Rat Attack right now. Do you remember this? Do you remember playing and reviewing Rat Attack on the PlayStation 1? There's no way I did a review for this. I'll be honest. And and by the way, I'm going to guess it got a lower score because this is very forgettable. <laughs> Barrett, what did it get? Hold on. I'll, I'll, wait, wait, I'll wait. Let me up. guess. I, mean, I gave it like um, a 6.2. That's, wouldn't it be crazy if I, that's what I gave it? I a know. 6.2. I just Brand new about Just looking at giving it, a I can tell. Got a 5.8. Oh, I was in the realm. Dude, I was, that was in the realm. Four. <laughs> and people say you can't review on a 100-point scale. Bring it. Bring, bring it. it. Fran's got the goods, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Dead by Daylight is coming to Hollywood. Atomic Monster and Bloomhouse, Blumhouse, I always do this and I don't know, uh, are teaming up with Behavior Interactive, the largest Canadian gaming studio, to develop a feature film adaptation of the hit horror multi-platform game Dead by Daylight. Since its launch in 2016, Dead by Daylight has reached over 50 million players worldwide, with 2 million players stepping into the fog, the terrifying mist that players must make their way through in order to survive every day. Quote, we couldn't be more thrilled to work with Jason Bloom and James Wan, two giants of the horror film industry, to uh, further expand the Dead by Daylight universe. Uh, at Behavior, our motto is to create unique moments together forever. Atomic, Monster, and Bloomhouse are the ideal partners to craft Dead by Daylight's killer entrance onto the big screen. Friend, we've been talking a lot on Games Daily about different video games being adapted into to movies, into TV. Obviously, The Last of Us, are you watching that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm all caught up. How are you liking it? Oh, very solid. It's very solid. Very, solid. very, very, very solid. Of course, breakdowns you know, every single Monday, 9 a.m., YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Next week, Troy Baker's coming through. It's going to be great. You'll appreciate this question because you know me very well. Did you notice all the uh, footsteps on the bridge they cross in the snow and the big... Shot about man, that bothered the crap out. Yeah. So like they're crossing into this unknown territory. There's so many footsteps on the bridge from like pedestrians, and I was like, "Come on, you gotta." You Didn't they to, change like, that? No. There's I think they did. That was. I think they, they went had, in and fixed it after it went yeah. live. Because a lot of people were calling out. You could see camera crew and stuff. That too. Maybe they did both. I bet you they got rid of the camera crew. Did they get rid of the footsteps on the bridge? Uh, we'll Let have to know. go back and see. Anyway. Well, this this I mean, <laughs> nine point eight for Last of Us. You know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe, Too many footsteps. Maybe, hey, maybe it was runners, you know. You know. Uh, sure, but they didn't seem concerned about all those footsteps. That's not the Joel that I know. <laughs> not my Joel, everybody. <laughs> um, oh my god. But yeah, so I'm caught up with that. Great. There are obviously, you know, some video game stuff that's been done. I didn't do, uh, catch Witcher. I started watching. I was like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So everything's turning into a movie or TV show on the game side. There's some, uh, you know, a lot of people are really anticipating Twisted Metal coming out on Peacock later this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Gran Turismo, of course. To this point, I don't have it in front of me, but it's like, I'd be curious the um, stuff that has been announced like this, because I don't mm -hmm. think this, it didn't say when or like, no. right? There's a lot of this that happens. Like it's happened over time and then it never comes to fruition. So how much has actually been announced? How much has actually happened? How much has actually come out and is good? I, an interesting I think list. we're at a point that we've crossed the line where more things that are announced happen than not. 
Where I think that back in the day, it'd be like way better. a crazy taxi uh, movie's announced, Metroid movie announced, that never actually happens. Now it's at the point that like a Sonic movie's announced and we have two of them with the third on the way. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're just getting a lot of those. And uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, a couple weeks ago, they talked about a um, the video games being made from Bloomhouse and th- them making horror games and then wanting to make horror movies as well. Mm-hmm. So I like that this kind of works the other way of them being involved. They're the kings of this stuff. So I feel like they've seen so much success in the, the horror movie genre, especially recently with how weird things have been getting with Cocaine Bear and yeah. Megan uh, yeah. and the, the Santa Claus movie that, that came out. And like oh, these movies yeah, are doing well. That. So on this note, actually, um, you know, PlayStation bought Bungie, you may recall, and they've, um, whether or not you've you've probably talked about it on the show, the the you know Bungie has kind of hinted that something's going on multimedia with mm-hmm. Destiny, most likely. Interesting. What would you want from that? I know I was gonna. Now you flipped it on me. I'm a That's flipper. what he does. He he flipped it because he I knew do. I was gonna ask him. He's like, I don't know what I want from Destiny. Right? I mean, now. I don't want anything. Uh, <laughs> I do I want, want something that, that's good that y'all will like, but it's not yeah. for me. Um, also, before I continue, I've seen tons of Fran hype in chat. Thank you all so yeah. much. Appreciate Shout out to that. everybody showing There's up. There's been a lot of people. people it, it only surprises me. They yeah. remember me. Oh, it's nice they love to come you. back. I appreciate y'all. You so and where Gary have Widow. you been when I'm streaming? I don't know. A lot of you folks, I see you. Thank you. For yeah. And I just want, also want it clear. I've been trying to get Gary on the show for a long time. And he's oh. just a busy guy. He's just a busy guy. You me know too. what I mean? He's I dodging, dodging me. In he's Vegas. dodging me. Now, I will say. I will say. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I can say this. I can say this. Oh. It, it is on the books that next week I'm doing a show with Gary Witta at Games Daily. Will it happen? Will it happen? I don't know. I don't know, but you I just want everybody to know we're trying our best out here. I think he's a busy dude. You can't blame anybody if no those happen. See, now they're excited. Yeah. That's yeah. coming down on so you, we're, we're, we're having a great time here. Uh, but anyway, in the Destiny realm, Ultimate, I honestly don't know, but I definitely think it's way more fit for um, like a series first. I think trying to make Destiny the movie is just like uh, based on Fool's what? Destiny is inspired by Halo and Star Wars. And by the way, I think Marvel now having played Lightfall, and we can talk about that later. But Ooh. like that's a lot of great inspiration. But uh I don't I, I think like some series or something like that would make sense first. It's hard to animated envision. or live action. Oh. Animated or live action for you. I mean, I'm more of just a live action guy. I do believe it can be done well. It's just it's uh, I don't know. I haven't thought it through. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's, it sounds simple, but meaning I'm way less likely to watch the animated version. Not because, I mean, animated stuff's amazing. It would play a lot better animated because yeah. there's a lot going on. And I don't know how they would get the visual effects budget. But so I guess personally, I just like live action. I, I think in the right hands, anything can be done well, as, as we've seen through a number of series. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see him do something live action. Like I was just thinking about, um, I started watching whatever, like foundation. Did you watch mm-hmm. any foundation? The Apple I, plus I did not watch that. Um, it's like any Andy sci-fi did. dude. It's like, you got to get three episodes in and then you're like, this is pretty cool. It's yeah. like this weird, like Roman sci-fi space epic kind of feel. And it's cool. But like, I think about what they did there and that there's absolutely, you could do something like that with destiny. It doesn't need to all be Marvel Star Wars explosions. I mean, because that's just too high budget. Yep. And I guess that's my point. I don't think it's realistic that you're going to get, yeah. you know, huge budget movies in the you know vein of like Marvel or Star Wars. And if you don't, then don't do it. 100%. That's where I'm coming from. I'm right there with you. Uh, before we get to story number three, here's a word from our sponsors. 
Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit the newest episode of my video essay series the blessing show is out right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and it's all about black hair in video games black representation is complex compared to alien frogmen i'm sure it's way easier to conceptualize this than a fade Elden Ring is the highest selling new IP in years, and I guarantee you, From Software and Bandai Namco understands that their audience extends internationally. So when given the option to create a black character, I'd like to create a version of myself that doesn't look like a Lil Nas X thing lead for Fallout Boy. For many, I'm sure this seems like a very minuscule and specific thing to complain about. There's plenty of noteworthy areas of improvement the games industry can still make, even in just the area of representation and inclusion. So why is black hair when the harp on? Well, for folks who just listen to me on podcasts and have never seen a kind of funny video before, surprise, I'm black. Check it out over on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with story number three. Um, some Resident Evil characters are rumored to be coming to Fortnite. Um, this comes from a Twitter account uh, named Shinra BR, um, who has been very accurate in the past about um, some of these things uh, being announced, uh, according to information sent to at HypeX and uh sheena there so uh leon kennedy and claire redfield will supposedly be coming to fortnite's item shop in chapter four season two um wild that fortnite just continues to be the number one crossover event of the century are you still playing fortnite ever would if i could time i i have dipped in like when it went to um chapter five or the unreal engine five sorry um changeover i was like yeah i gotta check this out it's cool. It's always cool. Fortnite is the best battle royale at making it fun and accessible for everybody. Um, and it's just, it's a blast even if you don't win. And that's very hard to do. You play a game like Apex, I'm pulling my hair out like half the time. And 
it just it's stressful. It's very like challenging and serious. Not that Fortnite's not, but like right. Like, I, I hopped in on some of the late night streams with uh, Kevin and and uh, I think Barrett was playing that night. Um, but yeah, it, it ton- was was he? I don't know. But uh, I don't know. That was years ago. <laughs> uh, no, was it? it was, okay, so yeah, probably you weren't there. This was just last year. But anyway, it's always fun. Yeah. It, it it's crazy how many crossovers they've had. I agree with that. What I wouldn't say is it's not surprising anymore. Like they are going through the list of like, man, they're just going to take whatever they can get, but they, they have the power to do it. But um, there's ton. It just goes to show you though, the hits keep coming because there's so much that you can do that excites people. So many franchises and yeah. um, it really is a multiverse. It's incredible. It's, it's wild, man. I mean, this, this makes sense too with uh, Resident Evil four coming out later this month. So mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense. They want to get Leon on in there. Yeah. I think Claire's just a, a fun, fun one. Um, but I, I know last week they even added Adonis Creed from Creed. We're watching Creed oh, wow. three tonight. I'm very excited tomorrow, patreon.com slash kind of funny in review. And then Monday for everybody else. Um, and because of that, actually combining these stories of Creed being in Fortnite, uh, Sancho West, our homie oh, yeah, is actually come. He's been on uh Creed in review and Rocky in review with us leading into Creed three. He's actually going to be live in the studio, in the spare bedroom, oh, doing Creed three in review with us. Uh, he's going to watch the movie with us tonight. And also tomorrow we have a very special stream plan. So after games daily, um, the, the stream, we're going all out, trying something we haven't done before that. I don't want to spoil too much of the surprise, but, uh, we're going to be playing Fortnite in a way that you haven't seen us play before and it's going to be really 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 cool and snowbike mike's very excited mm, about it all right so you should be you in town right now uh he's flying in today he's coming in yeah he's coming uh, you'll see him later today oh sweet yeah. so that should be Super good excited um but yeah i i think it's so cool that fortnite is continuing to dominate this way that the office gets so excited when certain characters are announced and other characters are announced that they don't really care about but other people do so it's like cool that it just continues to like evolve this way yeah yeah I, i'd be curious um I'm, you know i don't want to sound like a cynic but do, do most of their character releases now happen around other releases because right it's a cross marketing yeah. deal it comes down to the it is just business um i was looking at the prompters but um yeah like i wonder if that's basically mostly what they're doing at this point or do they really like sometimes they just throw something at you that wasn't driven by the marketing business and again i'm not being cynical because like i'm glad to have them yeah in there but sometimes you just want like a character and like does it always have to be tied to release yeah and maybe they do this so name it in chat if you can think of some that they've done where that's not like a cycle of marketing yeah i mean hey it's it's interesting with uh in the chat cdj gamer says mario movies weeks away do you think it's time? Does think, do Mario and friends make it to Fortnite? I feel like Nintendo is just not the type. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a rarity, though. But we haven't have we seen any Nintendo franchises in Fortnite? Uh, not pure yet, Nintendo, right? right? No. I was like, you'd think that, um, frankly, like Samus would have been in there if this was yeah because that'd be an awesome addition. It's got it really matches up nicely. So if we didn't see Samus, like the, the amount know. of people saying that Mario with the gun means it's not going to happen. Like, have you played Smash Brothers? Have you played um, Mario and Rabbids? Yeah, where, where, like there's there's guns, guys. Yeah, I mean it, it is there, there. There's a truth to it, right? If it's a real gun in their hands, that's actually a good point. I actually might agree with that. I think I get what you're saying, but when yeah. it becomes a real gun, and that's the thing, Rabbids is not that. It's it's gun esque, right? Um, yeah, they don't, yeah. They don't, they're shooting out like honey yeah. fucking things or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I brought up that image of DK uh, kind of as a meme, but also there uh, there is a story behind the Donkey Kong sixty four thing where Rare originally had them like holding like actual uh, shotguns, 
And I forget who it was. It might have been uh, Miyamoto who was like horrified by it yeah. and uh, designed um, guns that fit better into like the Donkey Kong right. world and, you know, had them shooting coconuts and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think valid points on both sides for sure. But it, it strikes me as kind of spot on actually now that I'm. I'm hearing that is like, yeah, they're very particular about that. So especially with the movie coming out, if anything, now that I think about it, my my Spidey sense is more like a Mario sense is, yeah, it's the opposite. They don't want any like guns in Mario in today's society, especially and the movies coming out. Like they're like, heck no. Yeah. Probably not any chance of it happening. We will see a gun in Mario. I'm wrong fans. about this. This I'm is calling just, it now. Yeah. At some point at in the life. Shrine Theater. At the Shrine Theater live in front of 7,000 people. No. Um, moving on, it's a story number four, keeping in the Mario theme. I'm going to be honest with you, this is barely a news story, but that's where we're at today, all right? Nintendo powers up Mario Day with a month full of Mario related activities. Oh, March Mario 10th. Day, March 10th, M A R 10. Looks like Mario. Elite speak, folks. It's all happening, everybody. Um, there's a bunch of shit going down. Uh, none of it too exciting, but the, the the biggest thing is we we got a date March 9th for Wave Four of the Mario yeah. Kart DLC. That's big. Pretty exciting. Me and Barrett. Every time those drops have been happening, we have a couple days of excitement going, getting all the the gold uh, on all that. The cups added are the Fruit Cup and Boomerang Cup. They're composed of Tour Amsterdam Drift. Uh, from sorry, Amsterdam Drift from Tour, Riverside Park from Game Boy Advance version, uh, DK Summit from the Wii, hell yeah, Yoshi's Island, which is a brand new course I'm excited about, Bangkok Rush from Tour, uh, Mario Circuit from DS, Waluigi Stadium from Double Dash, uh, never forget, 7.9, uh, S- Singapore Speedway from Tour, and a new playable character, Birdo, will also be added to the game in this way of the DLC. Um, there's going to be a bunch of Nintendo sales, which is very rare. Um, Nintendo Switch Mario Choose one bundle uh you can make every day a mario day <laughs> with a nintendo switch system with red joy con controllers and then you get to choose a free mario full game download um from the upcoming mario uh, and, and stickers from the mario movie uh you can select either mario odyssey mario kart 8 deluxe or new super mario bros u deluxe so that's cool mm-hmm. um and then mm-hmm. we have um, GameStop in-store Mario events. You can go to GameStop locations on March 11th from noon to 4 p.m. local time uh, to continue to continue making every day a Mario day. And every okay. time they say Mario day, it's M-A-R-1-0. Yeah. It's hard to read. Yeah, it is hilarious. <laughs> um, and then you can see there's a bunch of sales here where um, starting on Mario Day at 12 a.m. and ending on March 23rd, um, there's going to be a bunch of digital sales over on the eShop. So you can check that stuff out. Now, whatever. Enough of that. Fran, how excited are you for the Mario movie? Oh. Don't break my heart here. Well, I might. Uh, no, I'm excited for it. I guess it's just hard for me to get, like, super-duper excited, even though, like, if the kid in me would be jumping up and down to finally have this. But um, I think it'll be good, and I think I will enjoy it. But I guess I just, the styles of movies I like these days, like, yeah, I'm more likely to get excited about Marvel and and Star Wars and stuff like that than I am about Mario. Now, that being said, I I think I'll enjoy it. I'm just not, like, jumping out of my shoes. Yeah. And I can't wait to see it. You know? I can't fucking wait. You can't wait. I can't wait. Dude, it every, looks beautiful. Every single thing that I they've said like and done. Curmudgeon. Dude, no, I, I, you're, you, your take represents many, many people out there. But yeah. uh, I am so excited because everything that they've shown for it is it looks, what I want from this. It looks and most of it starts with the music. And I'm going to be such a broken record about this, but... So many properties come out, Halo, Uncharted, and it's like, y'all, 
part of what makes this special. So much of the magic is the music, and then they just refuse to use it. Like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. we're going to play the Uncharted yeah. theme for two seconds lightly in the background as an Easter egg. Fuck that shit. Go hardcore. Yeah. Give me the Vuvuzela, man. I want to hear it the entire time. <laughs> if we're watching a Halo show, give me some Halo music. Where's the Halo theme, right? Like, it's so frustrating. Then you watch Last of Us, and you're like, that's some good shit. That's some yeah. fucking good shit. Yeah. Well, I, I, just hear I, just, the music I think it would be intro. weird to hear the bum, 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 bum when, you know, they reveal Master Chief's ass cheeks, you know? That's... It would it would be so weird. Or fucking awesome, everybody. Yeah, guess what? It would have been fucking awesome. But seeing the trailer, seeing the clips, it's like a beautiful medley of Mario music from across every generation of Mario. Yeah. And I'm just that like. Is, that is exciting. I'm so, so stoked on that. Yeah, let me let me clear up a few things. First of clear all, up, I see you guys in chat. Okay, I did not say that I think the movie's going to be bad, and I'm not like... You said like, it was going to be mid, bro. No, I didn't. See, exactly. <laughs> this is the narrative. As soon as that you're not like, it's a masterpiece, I haven't even seen it, give it to me, shove it in my veins, you know? It's like, relax, people, you haven't even seen it. What if it sucks? I don't think it's going to. I never even said that, but relax. Anyway, um, taking this back a step, mm -hmm. I think, one, I realized I'm like, you know what? I was waiting for it so long. I gave up, dude. Like, it. Just, I think that's what it was, like, across the board. Zelda movie, right? Like, Zelda series. Dude, I've been waiting. Metroid, you name it. Yeah. And we've been You even made a trailer. You made a trailer yeah, for we, a Zelda movie. We made a Zelda movie. You never got to see the full cut? <laughs> Tim got to see it. I he did. won't. He won't admit it. Okay. He won't admit it, but there's a full cut of it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, we've been waiting so long, and I think I just finally, I was like, I gave up. But also, I know it sounds like an odd excuse, but, like, play a lot of games and it's hard enough to keep up with that in life trying to keep up with last of us i i you know i got it mandalorians out i'm like dude at some point i just can't keep up with everything and that's part of it is like i gotta focus so i would love to see the Mario friend, movie what if i told you what if i fucking told you that i i'm right there with you i get what you're saying but they announced that this movie is less than an hour and a half yeah okay i still gotta thank you this is, like, I'm is so stoked I, for this movie, man. They're making all the right calls. Like, we don't need this to be a three-hour. No, it's an hour and a half. Let's just make it perfect. Let's just throw so much shit at you. <laughs> all the music, all the characters. Toad's going to be there. I'm freaking excited, man. Yeah, I, I, I am excited to hear that as well. I'm not worried. I mean, editing and things being too long, so I will go off on that, too. So I'm actually really glad to hear that. But I, I guess I'm excited is what I'm saying, Tim. Like, yeah. it's weird. I'm also, just for full disclosure, if I was actually in line finally yeah. and took this moment to step away and think how I, I probably would start to get like pretty excited about it. Oh, yeah. But sitting in this seat right now, it still seems so far away. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, that's, that was such a good transition. But we're not, we're not, I know, I know. There. I didn't know if it was yeah. next. We're not <laughs> I just went there. for it. Yeah. Dude, I'm so, we're, oh, we're so close to the Mario movie. Um, but, anyways, uh, Transitioning from the Mario movie to other things I like to talk about a lot here. Uh, story number five. Ash and Pikachu's <laughs> final Pokemon episode will bring back Gary. This comes from Kenneth Shepard over at Kotaku. Uh, the Pokemon anime is wrapping up Ash and Pikachu's 25-year-long story with a series of farewell episodes, and in each of them, the duo has been revisiting old friends from across the Pokemon world. However, it sounds like the final episode before the show hands off the torch to new, new protagonists, Liko and Roy, won't focus on Ash's relationship with a friend. 
friend, but a rival. That's right. Gary, who started his own journey the same day Ashton Pikachu did in the show's pilot back in 1998, is making a comeback. The finale is titled Rainbow and the Pokemon Master, and a synopsis was shared through a Japanese TV guide, which includes descriptions of new episodes in the upcoming month. It says that Ash will reunite with Gary after returning to his home in Pallet Town, and the two will discuss his journey and uh, if he feels like he's a Pokemon Master after his championship win earlier this season. Uh, quote, when Ashton Pikachu returned to Pallet Town, they reunite with Gary, who asks Ash the question, how much closer to becoming the Pokemon Master are you now that you've become the champion? Becoming a Pokemon Master has been Ash's dream ever since he set off on his journey with Pikachu. Will Ash be able to find the answer to this question? Uh, the episode set to air in Japan on March 24th, though there's no concrete date for the English dub just yet. The Pokemon anime's English dub's currently tied to a deal with Netflix that rolls out episodes in random-ass chunks, and it's super frustrating. Uh, the latest batch just came out last week, um, and as of this writing, Netflix is 25 episodes behind what's aired in Japan. Brent, I know you don't know about this. You don't care about just, any of this. This as much as I know about Pokemon, just listening to you right there. Exactly. It's that's not that fine. I don't care. You no, no, I, I'm not no, putting no, you in a bad place. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, they're going to start up again, Tim. No, don't do this to no, me. No, no, You I love know, Pokemon I'm, Puzzle League, so you, you get the yeah. pass. Um, I love this shit, and I have been watching all of these episodes ever since. The lead-in to Ash winning um, last year, late last year, um, and then they, they announced this 11-episode epilogue series, essentially, where it's kind of just like a chill like victory lap for Ash just go around and i've been watching every week i'm having a really good time with it it is definitely not the most hype thing that you could expect like when they announce it's the final 11 episodes you know tim getty's mind starts rolling where i'm like what could this be is he gonna take down giovanni is he gonna do this he's gonna do that the answer is no every episode's just been him kind of cycling out through all the pokemon he's had over the last 25 years having nice little adventures with them or like saving other pokemon in the wild he's hanging out with misty and brock it's nostalgic it's great tons of references to the old fan uh, original series like it's just a nice time um but i'm really excited for this one because uh gary's been back a whole bunch yeah. um in the like, last couple in the last season because it was like journeys going through everything but um I, i'm really excited to see this and i think that they're gonna have a nice little uh finale final moment between them that is probably just going to end with like do you feel like a pokemon master and he's like well the real journey never ends and that's going to kind of be it <laughs> should use that vo um exactly real journey never but uh this being the episode being called the rainbow and the pokemon master friend i don't know if you remember but the first episode of pokemon ended with ash and pikachu looking out at a rainbow and ho-oh a legendary pokemon that wouldn't be announced for until generation two flies by and us as kids are like what the fuck was that what is that, everybody? There's 150, and I was not one of the 150, all right? And um, it is one of the rare legendary Pokemon that Ash hasn't really had uh, a confrontation with in the, in the franchise since. And I think that it's all going to come full circle, and we're going to see this ho-ho, mm -hmm. and it's going to make me feel so good. Yeah, I mean, you, have you been watching Pokemon since its inception, basically? I mean, since its inception. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I look, I mean, I stopped. <laughs> like, after, yeah. I watched the first, like, five seasons and then stopped. And then whenever, like, I heard, like, oh, he lost this or won this or the reunion or this or that, I'd go back and watch those episodes. Yeah. But no, gearing up, like, the last season was, like, a tournament arc to, like, decide the world champion. I'm like, well, that's how you get Tim Gettys back in. <laughs> uh Arian says, Tim, you have to watch Journeys. I've watched Journeys. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm Journeys I'm all up on. Um, but anyways, it's been, it's been a really great time. Like to the point that Fran, the, the episode where he won the championship, mm -hmm. I cried. Oh my God. I cried so hard and I've rewatched it 
like 10 times yeah. since November. <laughs> and I cry every fucking time. When it gets released in English, y'all, y'all are going to see me for a week because I'm just going to be watching it all loop crying. Oh all right. God. But Tim, when are they going to put out every Pokemon series on just one platform so I can They just, just never will. Never. They just uh, never will. You have to buy them. Yeah. No, because like some of it's on Netflix. Like some of the early stuff is on Netflix, but then I got to go over to Amazon and try to get some stuff on Amazon. So what they buy. do, uh, like Barrett, I don't know if you know this, but like the reason they do that uh, is they have their own app, Pokemon TV, right. that always has the last season, the first season, and then it's a cycling three seasons. Jesus Christ. So every month it moves because they're trying to get you to go buy it on other platforms. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's annoying. Anyways, um, I'm really excited for this episode. I'm sure it's going to emotionally destroy me because I am weak-willed, but that's okay. Um, and then real quick, just to end out this Pokemon thing, um, can you bring up the, the links that I, I sent there, Barrett, at the end here? Um, so the Pokemon Twitter account, uh, yesterday yeah, tweeted out uh, a thing that said rate this team and um, can you bring that up Barrett you see it yeah um, and they they have a, a team here of six Pokemon that they want us to to rate here there's the the Nidoking there's a Zapdos there is a um, yeah. the video play a little bit <laughs> give us a live narration Amistar of each one of the Venomoth <laughs> I'm reading. I don't know. Lapras. Lapras. <laughs> and then a Pidgeot. Now, I love that they did this. They put out this team that they want us to rate because this team is infamous, Brian. Yeah. An infamous team of Pokemon because this is the team from Twitch Plays. Oh, right, 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 right. It's been nine years since Twitch that, Plays Pokemon. That actually does blow my mind because I, I thought it sort of happened while I was even streaming. And I haven't been streaming nine years, but quite a while now. Yeah. Uh, but I remember that. Because that was one of Twitch's first big interactive it, moments. It was a huge moment. When everybody it broke records. Like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, and I remember huge being moment. there and it just being like this magical moment that is community focused. And I just love, when you look at Pokemon as a franchise, it's had so many like iconic moments that are like, it's alone, right? In the late 90s, Pokemania took, took over everything. Then Pokemon Go happened. Right? Yeah. Well, and it I, had, it, I played Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go was a moment that changed yeah. things again. Twitch Plays Pokemon was another one of those things where it changed the game. But, Bear, can you bring up the second link I sent? Because, um, yeah, we got the, the, the story of Twitch Plays Pokemon is such an epic. It is so much fun. Uh, and then this is, this is the, the final team they had a god, a messiah, an angel, a king, a prince, and an all terrain vehicle. And this, there was this lore that was built over the 16 days oh, that Twitch yeah, Plays yeah, Pokemon yeah. went on. And it is so entertaining. It's the type of stuff that you can't write. It's just so good. Things just have to happen the way that they did. Uh, and then if you bring up the last link I sent you, please. Explain to me, where did those names come from, like Burgesses? So all those names came from when the people the were playing. It was like everyone in, on Twitch was like controlling at the same time. So there was no way they'd be able to actually name them using a keyboard yep. uh, correctly, even though they were trying to. So a lot of things would like get pulled away. So the lettering would be like, Bird Jesus, Zapdos is a bird. Um, his name ended up being AA, like double A, yeah, like a battery. That. And so people are like, oh, it's, it's, uh, no, I got, I got that wrong. Bird Jesus was a different one. I forget but, the lore. I forget the lore. But it was I'm more sorry. like, how did it get the name Zapdos Bird Jesus? Zapdos was Battery Jesus. Battery Jesus. That's oh, what it was. Yeah. Yes. Cause it was double A at J something. And then, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Pidgeot was, it was in that photo. Uh, but... Yeah, and then Venomoth was all-terrain vehicle because it was ATV something. It's just so, it, so stupid. And it just pulled that out of Chad is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh, but can you bring up the last thing I sent you, Barrett? 
Because if you want a deeper dive into the lore, like I did a couple months oh ago, God, when I was like, oh my God, I forgot Twitch plays Pokemon. Like, I want to remember what it all was. I was Googling, and um, this video is what came up. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm listening to myself explain the stupid ass lore of Pokemon, of Twitch plays Pokemon <laughs> nine years ago. But look at us in this, in this horrible it. podcast room at IGN. This the is our setup, dude. podcast room, though, you know? <laughs> how we tried to get people to stop podcasting uh, on without well actually we wanted them to do it on video and that was it was challenging i don't oh, remember yeah. why we got stuck with that and then you i guess we had no space studio, and then you're still trying us to stop doing video podcasts it's all big that's man. not true though that's not true. <laughs> but like i love this it's me explaining to greg miller brian altano and Per schneider the lore of twitch plays pokemon and they could not care less at all i know i was like look at greg he's just like what am i gonna have for lunch but yeah. anyways this was why a was fun greg on nintendo voice chat that day <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyways, you should check it out because it's a lot of fun. Slow news day. Uh, very slow news day, everybody. <laughs> I'm in on that show, but oh. it, but it is here. Too. But no, we're doing it. We're, having, we're fun, having fun, man. You know, today is a slow news day, but a fast news day, Fran. That sounds so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Here we go, everybody. Out today, Power Wash Simulator Midgar Special Pack DLC is oh, out yeah. on everything. That's Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy VII Power Wash Simulator uh, expansion, and it looks awesome. Clean is better than dirty. What they always That's a little say. Mario That's what ad reference, say. everybody. Super Mario Sunshine? Can't say I don't love it. Exactly. Trying to, trying to get him back. Uh, we have Iris and the Giant on everything. King of the Castle on PC. Meg's Monster on everything. Uh, one Military Camp on PC. Painter Simulator on PC. And the Smile Alchemist on everything. Hmm. Hmm. Painter Simulator. Painter mm. Simulator. Any kind of simulator. I'm always curious. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, Firefighter Simulator? Like, I'm always curious, and then I look. I'm like, yeah, probably not for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you try Power Wash? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun. You know what was interesting? Uh, at first, and Lawnmower Simulator, I think, did this to me, too. But at first, I was like, yeah, it's kind of neat. And then I was like, I hate myself. This is super stressful. This is not for me. Probably, you know, my personality, right? I... It started to stress me out because I was like, I needed to get every spot. And then I was like, Ugh. I love you so much. But it wasn't zenful at all. And some people were like, yeah, just chill out. And I was even playing like chill music, doing a lot. And I got stressed toward the end. Yeah. Like, I just want this to be done with. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I have that as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's, we got some couple minutes left, Fran. Do you have something got, you want to talk about? If you need something, I'll oh, give I mean, it to you. I, got, I had some questions for you, but like, what, do you, what do you got for me? Well, you tell me if you would rather talk about, a lot of people ask about Suicide Squad. I saw Ryan McCaffrey wrote about it. Or um, do you want to just ask me those questions? No, go for it. What, what are your thoughts on Suicide Squad? Well, I, I, one, I haven't got to hear what you think, but a lot of people are asking me because, obviously, oh, it's an online service mm -hmm. game. And look, I'm like gonna, shooting purple things. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised by the gameplay reveal, not because I thought it looked mid, as many people did. Um, more that there was a lot of shooting in it, yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. okay, this is a weird, like, Arkham, Arkham base, you know, zipping around Arkham with the movement, a little. Fast, fluid movement with a bunch of shooting, but then it's like this Marvel Avengers Destiny light with the gear grind. And I was surprised that it was sort of so spot on after all these years, you know. I, it wasn't quite what I expected, but I get what they're going for. So... 
let me ask so, you a, a question, uh, a little tangent mm -hmm, question mm -hmm. there a little bit. But we, earlier we were talking about reviews and how you review games. And you're a very, very, very critical person when it comes to video games. Like, yeah. You have been for decades professionally. Yeah. But even now. Critical but fair, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, like, you like you take that stuff very seriously. Yeah. And just because critically you would review a game lower doesn't mean that you don't love it. I want to know where you fall on Avengers. Like, what – now yeah. that like you you've played Avengers more than anyone I know, and like we're talking about Greg Miller, right? Yeah, Greg like, might have played more, but yeah. Well, okay, it, it's call. a competition. It's I've up played there, a lot. but I, I would imagine you actually played more. So and I played with, differently, exactly, meticulously. Uh, with you doing all that, like I would say, you probably are up there with people with experience with that game, and also you enjoyed it. But what would you give it? on whatever scale you use, Fran. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I thought about that back then, and and obviously the game evolved and added content. So there's a longer discussion of, wait, you mean like all of the content by the end of it? But could, in other words, like, as long as the pop, this is the problem. I love Fran. I if love we're looking, so much, let's just everybody. look at it today, uh -huh. because it is still yeah. just finishing up. Mm -hmm. The population is strong enough, and I don't even know this right now, but if I can hop in and just kind of enjoy it, and let's say I have never played any of it, but I could get three friends together. <laughs> this is the caveat to all this. It's it's fun. And what I liked best about it is that you build these skill trees. And, the, and they did actually a pretty solid job with building skill trees and the moves across the characters. It's got all kinds of like janky feels here and there. But at the same time, again, I really liked some of the characters. Greg loved a lot of the lore and... You know, I don't want to speak for him, but I know that you like like all the characters, obviously, and like just the chance to play them. And but long story short, on the score side, it's still more of that like six point five to low sevens. Um, had some, you know, again redeeming qualities, and that's the thing that I really, as you were talking about it, you're like, I am very critical. Though so on the one side, it's like, why didn't you just give it a ten? On the other side, I'm like, yo, I gave it a seven point nine, and I hate to bring it up, but I said the game was good. And it turns into this stupid narrative, and it's gotten even worse on the internet. It, it bothers me. That's why I brought up Forspoken. Games are so... There's no way around it. It's the same with shows, and everybody's so binary. But I hope that's what our job is, is to talk you down. Is to say, like, look, okay, you know I like these kinds of games, so when I play Suicide Squad and I tell you, hey, who knows, maybe it's an 8, maybe it's a 7, but here's why for me. What you're supposed to do is say, I understand why. Okay, well, I don't like that, but I, okay, I see your point. Anyway... Uh, Avengers had redeeming qualities, but it's like in the high sixes, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but some people might really enjoy it. In See, I love it, and that, that's why I teed you up for this, is because I, I, that's exactly what I thought, where it's like, you you would critically give it a 6.5, but yeah. you loved it. You spent so much time with it, and you found the fun in it, and it's yeah, like, yeah, I, like, 6.5s have so much value. It's like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, have fun, guys. Do, yeah. yeah, and it, you know, it's a much longer discussion, for sure, but like, does a movie that you thought was decent and had some funny parts and the actors were good but like the story didn't quite play all you want does that mean you shouldn't watch it that you can't enjoy it so so many people are like dude it's gotta be like amazing or else and i feel like that's the narrative i hate that narrative if a game is a four now you're like a void probably right like i doubt there's many redeeming qualities in most fours even for the biggest fans let's say um that Marvel's Avengers was that. Mm -hmm. I probably would have trouble recommending it, but I can recommend a, a high six, you know, game to people and why you might like it. And by the way, I know people who've played it for a thousand hours. Yeah. People who like it. So it's subjective, people. It is, everybody. So. It is. But what about objective reviews, Fran? Well, you got to be objective while being subjective. And there's some folks, I, I don't, you know, if Dan feels this way, but I feel like it, but 
many people be like, no, a review is 100% subjective. And I'm like, that's true. But it's also my job to think about, do you love Marvel more than me? So what I can do is give you my score, but I'm like, if you like Marvel, then you're really going to like it for these reasons. But that You see the difference? Oh, yeah. It's being objective and realizing, but it doesn't affect my score. It's that I make sure to make mention of it, and, and it, you know, that's well, important. What if I only want objective-only reviews? I don't know what that is, but you got to be both. Oh, man, I love it. Uh, remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to correct us when we get stuff wrong during the show. Um, let's see. Uh, Nano just says, for clarification, the IGN article was every IGN 10 of 2022. It wasn't the top 25, but it was just every everyone that they gave. How many was it then? I, I mean, it must have been like five or six or yeah, less maybe than that, something like that. Because yeah, I remember I made a prediction. I was exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> I said it wasn't 20. Good note. Good note. Let's see. And then, okay, so Gresick writes in and says, for Blumhouse, the Blum rhymes with Plum, and I, I, I need to remember that. Oh, you were saying Bloom? Bloom, Blum. I, I never it's pretty it. tough it's to Blum. remember that. It's Blum, everybody. It was like a German-based company. Maybe it is. Remind me Blum. next time I mess this up. It's Blum. 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 Also, in the uh, in this article, they include not just video games, but like across every everything that they kind of review, movies, TV shows. Yeah. For that 10 article. Oh, it was interesting. Like okay, cool. I just want to make sure you all got the point. There have been a lot more 10s, and that's fine if you're fine with that. Games uh, are just better now, friend. Way back then, there were not that many 10s. Do you there think there are more 10s now, though? I mean, yeah, there's. it's not even think. This is a fact. No, 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 but I mean, do you think there are more 10 quality games? Oh, well, see, I don't know what that means because there's Because you would never give it 10. Compared to what, in other words? You see, the pro- what, I, what I'm trying to point out here is a 10 back then is not the same as it is now because they're rounding up or they're whatever. It's different. And when you get into that, it, it um, in other words, it's more forgiving to give a 10 now. It just factually is. That's fine. It oh, yeah. doesn't mean it's not a 10. It's just oh, it's a different. If he gets you from me talking to him about it. It's, Wait, it's, what? That's a PTSD, man. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, <laughs> just like we're not talking about reviews. I don't know, man. Wait, is that what the question was, or I misunderstood? Uh, oh no, 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 no. We, we're, we're just we're just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you 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 were like, are there more tens now? I see. So, yeah, okay. I did have a little PTSD on that. Uh, there's way more high quality games now. Yeah, I can't tell you that there's more tens compared yeah. to them because you'd have to compare it on the same scale. If you were asking me that, I would say yes, compared to in say the early two thousands, and you know. Yeah, there's there's more ten quality games now, but um, how many of them would there be? I don't know how, how many people review on a hundred point scale anymore. I don't know. I could do it. Um, then we got some insight on the Fortnite stuff. Ignacio Rojas says, as a Fortnite player, I'd say that they often do have crossovers without it being a promotion of some type. They recently had two big crossovers r- crossovers with Dragon Ball that didn't coincide with anything, um, and then The Witcher and My Hero Academia this season, same thing. Uh, and then Banderas and brings up Sam Wilson's Captain America was recent and also not tied to anything. So they do some cool stuff. Uh, I would argue that the My Hero stuff was uh, kind of in line with the new season coming out. Yeah. But if there's always a new back. season, right? And <laughs> it's always going to be. No, I mean, it's. There's usually a long wait between uh, anime seasons. Um, and then we got. That's pretty much it. We're fucking perfect, Fran. Me and you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic, everybody. Uh, If you want more Fran 
guess what? You're about to get it. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to watch PS. I love you live today as they record it. Uh, that's going to be very, very exciting stuff. A whole bunch of destiny Two Lightfall info for you. Um, friends been a pleasure. Where could people find you? Twitch TV slash FM three underscore. And by the way, in the comments anywhere, leave comments, what you like, didn't like about the show. I like to read the comments. Uh, it's always nice. We are watching. I'm watching. So yeah. we're watching everybody. We're watching you. All right. Drop a comment. Especially you, Jared Bishop. We're watching you. Till next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you.